Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> here he comes. That's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys who carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is, it is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment Making for everybody. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to the show. My name is Jay Heath Graham, and I just want to say hello. I hope you're having a good day. I know I'm having a great day, and hopefully this podcast will allow you to have a better day if you're not having a good day. It's going to be fun. Welcome to the Tour 12 podcast. Today, we've got an interesting, unique show for you as we are literally on the road home from Texas. We've been in the hill country the past few days and we are literally on the interstate. My man, Cody, the producer man, had the idea, you know, we should just do a podcast riding down the interstate. We've got an 11 or 12 hour ride home. Why not? So that is exactly what we did as we traveled home from doing a little bit of work with our good friends down at All Seasons Feeders. We had a blast not only getting to hunt a little bit while we were down there, but shooting several videos, commercials, and well, there'll be more about that later. And you'll understand why I paused there because we shot some hilarious content while we were down there. And I can tell you today, whether you ever buy a product from All Seasons Feeders or not, you're going to want to watch the content that we shot while we were down there because it is insane hilarious. And that's all I have to say about that right now. Anyway, we are glad you're joining us today and we are glad that we are partnered up with Swagger Bipods, the bipod with moves that allows us to bring this to you each and every week. And we are grateful for them. Matter of fact, one of our phone calls that we make on this journey home is to our good friend Aaron Keller, who oversees the crew, the boots on the ground crew that runs the operation of Swagger Bipods. He does a phenomenal job as well as several other phone calls that we make just on our journey home, just to get a little bit of insight from a few different people. And I think you're going to enjoy it. It's definitely unique, and it's a first for us as far as facilitating a full podcast while we're driving down the interstate in the pouring rain, by the way. And I think it's going to be a good time. So you're about to be riding shotgun with us in my pickup truck as we head home from Texas. So without further ado, this is the Tour 12 Podcast coming to you from the interstate. Yes, sir. <laughs> Riding down the road. What are we on? What? Interstate 35, heading north, right past Austin. Heading north. Well, what is up? We are on the, as Cody just mentioned, Interstate 30, 35. 35, I believe. 35, headed north. Tour 12 podcast is coming to you on tour. <laughs> tour 12 road and trip. 
Cody, the producer man, just decided to. Matter of fact, I wish I could show you this picture right now. He has the soundboard in his lap. That's awesome. <laughs> and you're joining us today, and you're literally riding shotgun right here with us on the interstate. It's nasty. It's raining. We are coming off of a road trip down to Texas with our friends at All Season Feeders. And right now you're hearing Nightlife from Steve Mokler. Is that how you? I, I think that's probably how you say it. I Mokler. think this is, I don't even know who this is. My son downloaded this on iTunes, I guess, and it was on the phone. You me leave it going? You kind like of, it? Kind of a nice vibe for a road for trip a rainy, podcast. rainy day? I mean, who knows what's going to come on. Maybe we should, uh, <laughs> maybe not. Where were you going with that? I was going to say, maybe I should pick a song and play it, and then you should give us a life lesson from the song. <laughs> you want to try that out? We could try it. All right, let's start with this one. Then. I'm not near as good as some might would think I could pull that off. Oh, though. you can do you it. You didn't even forewarn me about this. I know, but it, that's the best. I thought we had an idea of what we were going to talk about. We do, about. but this is like pre- <laughs> pre-talk about you're trying to get me to freestyle i do want you to freestyle i want to hear it all right so give us uh, (laughs) (laughs) this hilarious 20 seconds or less it don't matter about the nightlife the nightlife yeah that's the name of this song the nightlife from steve mokler yeah what what do you mean you want a life lesson about the nightlife yeah like the hold on a second i got a phone call on my phone i'm gonna answer it (laughs) okay Oh, on there. I think it's Aaron Keller. Okay, answer. But we'll have to put him on your phone. Why? Hello? Cody forgot to tell you that our phones ring hey, a lot. Hey, we're going to call you on the podcast. And we're we're 412 <laughs> Road Trip Podcasting right now. So, so, got, so you got service? Yeah. Can I, can I call you on my phone on the podcast? So anyway, Cody wanted to do this road trip. It's a great idea, except for our phones ring all the time, just as you can just see. And well, who was it, Aaron? Aaron Keller. Aaron Keller. I'm gonna hook my phone up, and then, or you want to hook yours up? No, because I got I got Siri helping us get home. <laughs> and we know how we go if we uh, lose Siri. <laughs> I get made fun of quite a bit from you guys, if you've noticed, when I don't pay attention. It's usually though because I'm on the phone, not paying attention to Siri. <laughs> we get to talking. And you've already, so we've already, so you wanted to go Nightlife. Yeah, I want you to talk about, take the title of the song, Nightlife, and, and apply give us a life some, lesson? Yeah, some life lesson to it. Like, there's so many different ways you could go, though. Like, well, just go one. Well, I mean, you could go like with nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I don't know if that's completely that, true. That isn't true. I don't think it's true at all. Because last night, we everybody were up else late. was asleep. We're having these deep conversations. It was 1.30, and man, we was dreaming. And we, sh- You know what we should have done, Heath? What? We have an 11-hour drive today. <laughs> we should have <laughs> gone have to bed. today and, and went to bed. Today. Yeah. So I, I would say, uh, let's see, nightlife. We'll, um, we'll do this throughout this. I'll oh, find. You're going to keep pulling out songs? At different times while oh. we're waiting on people to call. Here's what I'd say about nightlife. There's things in the dark you can't see. Oh. You can go that. On. You could go that way. Speaking of that, what driving down a road in the middle of two thousand oh, acres? And so we were dark. yeah testing some product awesome. while we were down there, some night vision product. Which there's a good chance you're going to be hearing a lot more about um, in the coming future. But we were in the pitch dark in a bad boy buggy, battery powered, we're very very quiet, and 
you can only see with the technology we were using, which it was awesome, but you could only see what you were looking at. You couldn't see what was around you. You knew a little bit about what was around you. What was that? Did you just mute me? No. Oh. And uh, so that's what I would say. If you had a 20-seconder on nightlife, just know there's things around you going on you can't see. Yeah, and you that's need, good. And you need to be aware. I like that. Like it? It's true. I like that. All right. I'm going to call Aaron back. Oh, did, was he game for the podcast? He's game. But before we call him, you want to set up what we're going to talk about Yeah, so a what bit? brought this on was, number one, Cody, the producer, man, wanted to do it. So that's what we're doing. But the second thing was we had a tr- big truck. I've had several rigs since we started talking about this. And a uh, person. And a human <laughs> that came over. In, well, the, the human didn't. But he the did. big truck came over into our lane. I had a sidewall on the left. And I don't know if he wasn't paying attention, but he was bigger than me, for one. And I was like, dude, you need to stay in your lane. And so it brought on some more life lesson thought process, I guess, for business and life and what it means to stay in your lane, what it looks like. And it's kind of interesting even we bring that up because I've actually been talking with a lot of people lately about this very thing and how often whenever you get out of your lane, especially if you stay out of your lane very long, Mm-hmm. Problems are going to occur and problems are going to arise, just yeah. like that human while ago. Yeah, there's problems. In we his were like, future. he is not in his lane, walking down a lane in the interstate. He looked mad about on it. Foot. He's fixing to die. Is what's <laughs> fixing to happen. Like we're not going to see it, but we're going to hear about it when we get home. Yeah, because he was obviously not walking. He, he, needs he wasn't a walking even trail. on his shoulder. He needs a walking trail. <laughs> get somewhere off in the, off grass, in the woods, brother. where eighteen wheelers don't roam. He was like on the on-ramp. They're in between the on-ramp and the interstate. That's bad news. Yeah, he's not. And it's, and it's raining. Yeah. That's he didn't even have good. swimming trunks on. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he didn't look happy. I no. wonder if somebody let him out on the side of the road and he wasn't happy about it. You think his like, wife kicked him out or something? Girlfriend? I, it's always a possibility. Did I ever tell you the time that my wife <laughs> left me on the side of the road? No. <laughs> yeah. You really got let. Well, she's mad at you. So we don't argue very often. Yeah. And um, hold on, does she listen to this podcast? Uh, I I'd tell this story. Oh, so you ain't saying nothing. She no, wouldn't. Okay. I ain't saying nothing. She wouldn't. We don't argue very often, and when we do, it's usually something completely ignorant. Mm-hmm. One of us has gotten out of our lane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, it's me. Yeah. But. She, uh, we were driving down the road. We were going, we lived in Searcy, Arkansas. We were headed to Batesville, go back home where we grew up. And, um, I don't remember what it was. Something stupid. We started talking, just me and her in the car. The kids were already in Batesville. And, uh, we started talking, and something she said just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> and I started, I grew up with all brothers, so we argued. That's how we, you know, fix things as we argued about it. Right. So I start talking, saying junk, and she says something back, and uh, on and on. We just and I get so mad that I'm like, I ain't driving no more. <laughs> you pouting, huh? Oh, I was throwing a little hissy fit. Got your little panties in the wad. <laughs> I don't wear panties. I wear uh, underwear. <laughs> you man's man. I'm a man. You? Anyway, so I. Matt wears <laughs> Lulu lemons, right? That's right, <laughs> Lulu. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to the podcast a whole lot, but I'm going to have to tell him he needs to since we're talking about him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so, dude, I pulled over, like, screeched over to the side of the road, 
And I got out of, we had an expedition. I got out of the expedition. I said, you're driving. I, I walk around the back of the vehicle, and I get about to the back, and I hear. She locked She locked left. the doors. She was in the passenger seat. But she got, oh. oh. She locked the doors, and I see her climbing over the console. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Dude, you were on the couch that night. Oh, no. She was climbing over the console laughing. And it just went oh, all over you. Oh man, it made me even matter. <laughs> so I come around the corner and I think she's just being funny. Well, right about the time I reach to grab the door handle, yeah, boom, there she goes. And then she stops and I walk up there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was. This is all on the shoulder. All on the shoulder of the road, and she's laughing. She thinks it's funny. Her goal is to de-escalate the situation. Right. Well, I get in the car, and I think this is the only time in my marriage that I've ever cussed at my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a cusser. You were like flaming red beard, huh? Oh, I was Mad. flaming red beard. I grabbed, I had a Dr. Pepper. I don't even drink Dr. Pepper anymore. Had a Dr. Pepper, oh. and I... Oh. I just ran over loose debris in the interstate. <laughs> it scared me there for a minute. Well, stuff's... In our lane. Yeah, shouldn't be in, in our, our lane. lane. <laughs> So I grabbed the Dr. Pepper, threw it against the side of the car. I said some words that I have never said to her. Wow. Things that I said when I was in high school that I should have. <laughs> learned yeah. to quit saying. So I learned to quit saying it. Yeah. And it totally changed the next hour. Of so all life. that was going on on the shoulder. Did you say the interstate? No, no. Oh, just a road. Like a highway. Yeah. You can, you can get hurt if you stay on the shoulder too long, too. That's true. Whew, let's call Aaron. All right. Does he know we're calling him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to see if we can dial in Mr. Aaron Keller from Big and J. Swagger Bipods, the bipod with moves. Hello. Hello, Aaron, Aaron. Keller. You're live. You're on the air. You are riding <laughs> shotgun. This is Cody, the producer man's idea. He has the soundboard and everything riding shotgun. We're tied in with headsets on, what are we on? I-35 North? I think so. And um, we're following Siri. So he wanted to do live since we're a tour. Let's just do a podcast touring the country. So we're literally on the interstate right now. And we had an 18 wheeler about run over us, got over in my lane. Then we saw a human just now walking in the rain in another lane on the interstate, which is not a good idea. <laughs> not at all. So it, we brought, it brought on the idea of a conversation about staying in your lane. <laughs> And we thought, you know what, we're going to call Aaron Keller because he might have some words of wisdom on this. And what happens when you, what what are some things that can happen when you get out of your lane or out of your lane too long? What have you seen? You kind of, uh, as a, you have more of an executive role, though. So for our listeners that don't know Aaron, go back and listen to episode three, <laughs> be an innovator or go home, yeah. and then you'll learn about Aaron. But, but. Like call me. I feel like dream crusher dream right now. Oh, yeah? You've been having some hard conversations? No, I've been listening to, I've been listening to anger music. <laughs> I had no kill service. <laughs> Speaking of anger music, we need to, we need to counsel here for a second. Cause I'm, real. I'm worried about you. So, a we, couple we, weeks ago. We've been, well, we've been writing some, some custom original film scores for The Given Right. Right. That's going to be on Discovery Channel. And so we send everything to Aaron just to get his feedback. And he's like, that sounds like dark country. <laughs> We're like, what's a dark country? And so you sent us two songs, both of which uh, were songs about Satan and the devil. <laughs> 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 and so you, 
That that wheel is about to fall off. Yeah, that that wheel right oh. there is about to come oh. out of lane. We better get around we, that all guy. All kidding knows. Hold on, Aaron. There's a eighteen wheeler with a busted. He's wheel. got a flat tire and the rubber's flying off in our lane. <laughs> Let me get by him. I, I was on the phone. With a good friend of mine in the industry, and he was coming to me. We were actually going to go fishing. I heard him scream, and then the phone went silent. Oh! Did Ty tell him he's got a flat? Uh, yeah, get the guy out of those kind of flat. You know, like when Go ahead. Move the big, uh, like, old, like, big double wide and all that. Anyhow, one of the tech trailer tires had come off on the other side of the interstate and it would come down to median and hit him head on and totaled his truck while Holy I was on the cow. And I had, I didn't, I just, so it happened like a minute prior in our conversation. Where are you at? And I got off and I called my wife and said, I got to go. I said, uh, my buddy Aaron, I, I said, something happened. He's had a wreck. I heard him scream. Phone went silent. Oh, man. Mm, and, uh, that's scary. Drove three hours. Picked him up at the hospital. He didn't get hurt. Just told the truck. So. Wow. Golly. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. Like, how do you deal with oh, yeah. people getting in your stuff coming in your lane you don't know is coming? Yeah. How to respond yeah. to it, you know? Yeah, got to be aware, well. situationally aware all the time. Mm. That's scary. That could have just happened right there. Yeah. That dude had rubber hitting us in the front of the truck off the tire. He's just had him big old stogie. He didn't act like nothing was wrong, big old cigar. Yeah, anyway, so you're heading to Nebraska for work. We're heading home from work in, where were we, past Austin, Cody? Yeah, we're, we're past Austin. Did we just lose Aaron? I think we lost him. We better call him back. All right, we'll call him back. I remember him telling me that story one time. This is Aaron Keller. Please leave me in. <laughs> I'll get back to you as soon as possible. This is Have a, a live time. podcast. <laughs> At the tone, please. Oh, that's funny. Well, we well, should have left him a message. We could have come up with something funny. Oh, let's call him back then. This is going to be a random podcast, but it's it's pretty well. We're cool. we're slowly heading in a direction. Yeah. So Colin said we could give him a call. Colin did. Colin Russell. Colin and Matt Covington. Yeah. We, so we Colin with Chevalier, he helps us on all of our knock-on stuff. Um, Matt works directly with us, who we just left in yeah. Texas. He's flying out of Texas. He's flying to Nebraska too to meet Aaron to do some. I think they're filming turkey hunts turkey up there this hunting. week. With some buyers or something like that. All right. Who are you calling now? I'm gonna call you back one more oh, okay. time. We gotta get his thoughts on this staying in your lane. Yeah, he's, he's probably got a few thoughts. What happens? What have you seen happen when people get out of their lane? He probably had somebody call him or something. Probably. Or because he didn't even do his normal. See you bye. Yeah. Gotta go. This is Aaron Keller. Oh, let's leave, leave a message. message. And I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Have a great day. <laughs> he sounds so nice. At the so tone, nice. please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may uh -huh. hang up or press 1 for more options. Is that him? Yeah. Hey. Are you there? You back on there, Aaron? Did you click over? Yeah. Well, I don't hear him. He may have lost service. He may have. I was fixing to leave him the first ever <laughs> two or twelve 
message, um, voicemail, oh, or yeah. recording ever. It's going to be a we'll try one more time historic moment in the life of Tour Twelve. That's ringing in my left ear. Hello. Oh, you're back. Did you lose service? Yeah, I dropped off in that little hole. Oh. <laughs> you said that as if there's only one little hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board 12 between Harrison and the deal. I, but I, I don't normally leave the bell service, but one or two spots are here. Huh. Isn't that crazy? We can, we can talk on the moon, but we can't drive down the road and have a damn conversation. <laughs> it's frustrating. Give us some thoughts I'm on this. Do what? Staying in your lane. Yeah, give me give me some from your experience. What have you seen happen when people get outside of their lane from a business standpoint? You any thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you take like me, I don't know that I ever stay in my lane. I've never phrased that. Maybe I just got fourteen lanes. <laughs> some days I'm driving one, the other days I'm driving the other, but. That could be because I got guys that don't stay in their lane. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think you got, um, it all depends on your position, too. Obviously, you have a tree of people underneath you that you oversee, and they are your lane and all of their lanes. But, yeah. um, well, the biggest thing I see is like, like Josh, for example. I don't get in Josh's lane and tell him how to drive his bus. Right. You know, he might call me and say, hey, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? And, you know, he'll, he'll ask my opinion. Now, ultimately, you know, it has to be a final decision. If I can't make it, I go above me too. But I don't tell Josh how to do his job. Therefore, you know, I stay out of his lane because marketing is his lane. But there's a lot of bosses. Uh, maybe I speak from a boss's perspective. Right. That get in someone's plane just because they want to have their thumb on everything and tell them how to do the job. But my thing is, you you hire a guy to do a job, and it, that's what he's good at. You, yeah. know, you let him go and he screws up. Yeah. And there's some you can give them the reins, say, okay, here it is. This is yours to do. And they're still sitting in park. They might not have left their lane, but they ain't moved in their lane either. So, right. I mean, that's, a, that's the thing that I see probably as much. But I do have, you know, sometimes my guys get out of their lane. You know, they want to look at what somebody else is doing. And, you know, and I'm like, well, that's what they do if that's how they think. Because you do see that. And I don't know that it's necessarily... Sometimes, I think even sometimes people get out of their lane on accident, like, or not on accident, but they end up staying there on accident. They got in somebody else's lane in an effort to help, and then but then realize yeah. they, they get stuck They there, get yeah. stuck over too long doing stuff they weren't hired to do. And from my perspective, it well, seems like that ends up causing drama and a bunch of crap trouble. eventually. Well, it's just like, you know, when I first started with Big and Jay, I did customer service. I did social media. I did, <laughs> I mean. You doing social media is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and that's out of my lane. Yeah. But there wasn't nobody else to do it. Clearly hired uh, Zach. Bam. Zach got a marketing degree. I put Zach into social media. You yeah. know, <laughs> here yeah. you go. 
So you, rec- you recognized his lane and put him there Yeah, pretty quick. Well, you know, that, that wasn't necessarily his lane either. Um, Zach's a better relational guy. He might have a marketing degree. And one thing I've, I, I truly believe just because you have a degree doesn't mean that's your strength. That just might be what you decided to go after in college. I didn't have a clue then. But, um, you know, his strength was he's he's he's. he's creative, but I didn't think that was his strength. His strength was more uh, of a relational sales role, you know, and that's where I shifted him, and Zach's pretty good at staying out of that, you know, when we hired Josh, I said, you don't have to worry about this anymore. Your job is to focus on sales, and Zach's probably one of the better of staying in his lane. Now, he, he'll jump out and get, get on tangent about shipping or all that and I'm yeah. like you know, we don't do shipping so I don't you know the yeah. other day I don't I don't run in there you know I went in and had a conversation with my shipping department because I'm not an excuse maker I get so tired of oh we can't do it well, you better get out of the way because I will jump out of my lane and show you that it can be done <laughs> but you have a position that affords you that luxury to be able to do too you're not over that's yeah. part of your job yeah, but, you know, I've set them down, and I said, you know, the first thing I said, I'm not here telling you how to ship products. I'm just telling you these are the expectations. Because I don't know how you do things daily, but this is how I want things at the end of the day. Yeah. And But I, I didn't get in their lane. I just told them how they were going to drive the bus at the end of the day for our company. Yeah, yeah. you gave um, them the map, which I, road, which lane, yeah. how to get there. So we could call you Where, Siri. We, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Aaron, I, as I, it, I probably, I, go ahead, man. The, I said, I'm probably about like Siri. I change direction. Rerouting. Turn around. Heath and I were talking earlier about the rumble strips on the side of the roads that, you know, they're pretty. pretty like a no, they're notif- notifications. Yeah. As an executive of a, a large organization, are there some things that you do to help people stay in their lane when they're when they're starting to veer out of it? Is it just conversations, or do you have, like you said, with the shipping department, expectations in place? What What are some things that you do to help your team stay in their lanes? Yeah, I mean, and every every person, every department is different. You know, it's like um, the shipping department. You know, I I. I don't necessarily speak directly to all those guys all the time. I have a person in place that I deal with, but, um, you know, my deal with those guys was expectations. You know, here's the deal. My guys, cause what, what, what you have is you got the shipping department crying because the sales department sold 11 bags and only will stack in a layer of 10. Well, my job is, and my guys, selling we'll figure out how to ship it and i go to the shipping people well it doesn't stack well okay throw it on top you know so my expectations for those was communication but at the end of the day if we don't sell product and you don't get it out the door none of us are having a job yeah in shipping department and sales if you think you're going to make a company profitable on your first initial load in you're going to be bankrupt real quick it's all about terms yeah. That's what I try to explain to my shipping department. When you're waiting on that last day of the ship window to call the customer, you just cost me seven days to sell. And so the expectations for those guys 
So it was just a simple conversation with them, you know, and it was very nice and just said, here's how it is. And if there is a problem, communicate back to the sales guys so we can communicate. Because I don't allow my shipping department to contact the buyer or mm-hmm. our customers. One, they don't know how to talk to them. Two, they're going to create more confusion. So that's out of their lane. Yeah. And I don't know. Now, when that happens, Normally the thunder comes out. That is awesome. Yeah. Everybody's different, you know. I mean, yeah. But you have pretty good conversations. You know, uh, Josh very seldom ever gets out of his lane. I mean, he'll sit there and tell you, I don't do nothing sales. So, uh, I don't want him to do nothing sales. I took him on one sales meeting and my one. My one thing is, you got to know your buyer's name. So he calls him, like, he calls him Ross. I'm just like, my one rule you broke on your first attempt ever. That's the last time I took the That's so, hilarious. So I just let him create presentations for me, the media and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think what, I, what I'm hearing I, from Aaron is a lot of helping people stay in their lane is communication. Oh, yeah. As a team, Big you all got to communicate. Yeah. I think there's that, and I think there's understanding um, the structure of authority or chain of command, too. Yeah, that's really good. It's just like, like Aaron, you have a certain role which entitles a, or it brings encompasses a lot of lanes, but you never jump above your lane with your people. Like with your Casey's and Jerry's, your CEOs and presidents, you don't dive off into their business that's their role. You know, and I think nope. that sometimes is what leads to some of these problems we're talking about with getting out of your lane is sometimes people are trying to jump yeah a, a, I don't know if it's chain of command but it could possibly be chain of command or it could be um, just literally just jumping to something that you weren't hired to do yeah and Josh does do a good job of that I talk to Josh nearly every day and he seems to do a really good job of he, he focuses on marketing and how you're going to spend your money mm-hmm. and if he has a question, he will. He comes up to you to ask questions, but he don't tell you how to do your job. You know. And you know, and I get, I think people too. I mean, and I, I, I try to be a good communicator. And in the past, companies I've worked for, a lot. I mean, I, I received when they, you know, companies that gave out rewards. I was always one of the top communicators. But you know what? People don't realize, and, and even like my guys sometimes is. A lot of them will cry. Well, you know, I try to call Aaron today. Well, you know, I hate to break the bubble to a lot of guys, but if you're calling just chit chat with me or you got something that's real simple, I hired these guys for a reason. I'm, I am not a micromanager. Yeah, I'm not And I either. think that's, you've got bosses that get in everybody's lane and are a micromanager. Well, everybody hates a micromanager, but then I'm a complete opposite. You're they too loose. I'm too loose. Well, no, you're going to. I hired you to do a job. You either do it or you don't. And, you know, somebody says, well, nobody communicates with me. Zach is a great communicator. He called me today about a deal. And, and uh, I, so I basically said, I have. If we make no money selling to Canada with Big and J because of freight. I mean, we do, but when you consider the profit margin I make in Canada versus what I make in the U.S., it's like, why are we wasting our time? Because I'm a big 80-20 rule advocate. Yeah. You know, we're spending too much time to make this little bit amount of money when I could have that focusing more on this or that, potentially making even more money for the company. Right. But, you know, he come to me with a 
a solution to do. Just, hey, I've been working on this. What do you think? Think about it. Zach was probably the Zach and Dustin are probably the best dude on my team to always keep me in the loop. And they do get out of their lane from time to time, but normally when they're out of the lane, it's because they're seeing something or calling or grabbing, you know. Yeah. And it's an effort to help. Yeah. It's an effort to help. It's not a trying to belittle or right. Because you know, I had a guy once, and when I worked for another company, he he was going to my boss saying, "Oh, Aaron doesn't do anything. I could do his job for half." Blah blah blah. Well, my boss is a big Spanish man guy, and this kid comes, you know. He told me you better take care of it. And I, you know, I just called a manager's meeting, and, uh, he, and the guy had no clue what all I did for the company. Yeah. He just assumed what he did up front was all I did when I handed him up. I had a, you know, I had an old man used to wear them big rings on her deal that had like a thousand keys on. I had one of them. <laughs> and I, I like the school janitor. I, I dropped, yeah, I dropped it in his lap. I said, there you go, you got two weeks. I won't say what I said to him, but I said, if you screw up, you're gone. He said, what? I said, you said you can do my job. There it is. Said, What's all this? I said, well, you assume you knew what my job was. You're telling everybody I don't work, so here it is. Go, two weeks. You screw something up, you're gone. He's like, uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, oh. Hey, that's a case, yeah. great example of trying to get in the lane you're not supposed to be yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. You I better, think, better know yeah. your lane if you're yeah, going to get in it. yeah. There's a difference yeah, in jumping. About, Go ahead, Aaron. Well, the thing about it is, that's right. He got into a lane, and he had no no clue what my lane was. He just he made assumptions. Well, his assumptions got him. You know, back then, again, I worked for an oil company. I had, a, you know, I had seven stations that I had. I had 48 employees, and if you've never employed people at gas stations, let me tell you, you, you don't you get the cream of the crop when it comes to the gas stations. <laughs> Uh, I it was quite a colorful character. But this guy, I let him wear whatever. But after that, I enforced the policy. I, I, I run him off. I said, all right, new manager's rule. You're going to wear a tucked in polo shirt. He had his hat around backwards always and an earring. And I said, you're going to take that damn earring out of here because you're a grown man. You're going to freaking turn your hat around like most of you would. Pull your pants up the door and that shit. You don't like it, there's the door. So, I feel that, him jumping makes me feel out good that I wore a headband on our last shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your creative headband. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. That's funny. Like, like, oh, here's the guy that got out of his lane and he, uh, you know, demonstrative or belittling, whatever you want to call it, and it loses job over there. It'll be no different than me trying to tell Casey Mack and how to do feed a lot nutrition and get in and be like, why ain't you doing three percent counting by boss plate or whatever? I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I don't know nothing about cattle I mean. But I've also said if if uh if my owner said I need you to go to Florida to look at this cow, I'm gonna go down there and look at the cow and the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna call somebody that knows about cattle and say, All right, what am I looking at? Yeah. Because I'm not gonna make it up either but Yeah. I'm just trying to think of even how to help people move forward with that have problems with people getting out of their lane. If 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 communication's a big deal, I think it's knowing your people. Yeah. And here, and because obviously most most guys I know are not great 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 communicators when it comes to 
especially people like us Aaron, we're not micromanagers we just think people just are doing their jobs hope they are and if, if they're not we'll eventually hear about it or realize it you know um, but if but if you've got somebody who's typically their their pace of life is a little different and they're a little more emotional with stuff or whatever sometimes those people need more communication so from a leadership standpoint i feel like i've i've got a maybe i do need to candy coat them just a little bit more and give them a little bit more information and that goes back to even with accounting people they are a totally different breed of people yeah not in a bad way that's just their skill set yeah their, their mind is different yeah Everything's it is different. like some I, we got a few engineers that listen to this podcast too they blow my mind because of the way they think versus the way i think yeah like i know there's a lot i could learn from them but I also know that i probably couldn't operate in their world every day i couldn't get in that lane you know so i think a lot of it comes down to if we're trying to find solutions for helping people stay in their lane um, when it comes to communication, and because that's been kind of the consistent here, yeah, sounds like. But you've got to know the top people you have on your team in order to effectively communicate yeah. with that, or to make them feel like you're communicating. Yeah, because like you may not call me for three weeks, and I won't think twice about it. But then you've got the next guy. If you he don't call him mad. every three hours, oh, yeah. he thinks you're mad or something's wrong. Yeah, and it might get him snooping outside his lane yeah. into stuff that he has just because he's looking for some answers or something. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting conversation, and everybody deals and with also, it. But I also think that I think that being in your lane is is focusing on your strength. I mean, that to me is how you truly stay in your lane. Yeah. Now, if your strength is not your lane, then you need to freaking evaluate where you're at, or you need to talk to your ball. Yeah. But I also saw a lot of people who think their strength. Yeah. Exactly. And I've I've been shocked in the last couple of years at people that don't even know what their strength is. Like they'll just say, I'll do whatever it takes. Well no. Let's get a little more specific. That's pretty broad. That means yeah. you probably don't know in exact what you're great at, you know. That's right. I mean, it's different when you gotta jump in and do what it takes because you either don't have enough people. Right. Somebody's not pulling their weight, you gotta do it. That's a different ball game if it's a if it's a dire need and you got to get it done, I mean, that was me in the early stages. And even now, I mean, um, but I know my strength. I am not going to sit there and build a um, print app. <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. We've had a lot of long phone calls and FaceTimes and you watching me build one and helping me build it. <laughs> you were kind of building it. I might tell you what I want, but I'm not going to sit there and do it. No, I know what you mean. Because my strength is not graphic design. or uh, Now, I'm, I'm very particular with what I want. Right. But because I'm I'm not I'm not an indecisive <coughs> person, I'm pretty decisive on what I want. Um, but everything I normally do, I don't really print it. Mine's more... Um, I'm particular on my packaging because I, you know, I listen to my customers and what they want. Do they want uh, Prop 65 statements? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cody just got California. done. He just got done. I got, now, hold on, Aaron. That's our third largest listening state. You That's need to right. apologize. Yeah. I, <laughs> tell them. I didn't say screw the listeners. I said screw California. <laughs> the law. So, those that don't know what we're talking about, Cody just finalized a package design for Swagger, and we had to deal with a – tell them what even a Prop 65 is for those that don't know. You know, I don't really know. <laughs> you just designed it. Aaron, what's a Prop 65? It's a statement about – Prop 
five is the biggest BS I ever <laughs> Whatever causes what basically other well, than yeah. and probably air, if they can label air causes cancer or birth defects. I mean, I don't even know how they're gonna put ingredients on and advertising on box anymore. California because I've got an aluminum bracket that may be known to cause cancer in, in California. That's, that's, no other damn state. No other state. <laughs> they just want no other state. They want to communicate that ever so powerfully. Yeah, and it's caused us to get out of our lane because we were like, "What is this and why?" Yeah. So yeah. You go to lawyers and figure it out. Yep, make it happen. That's right. Make it happen. Ten grand later, we're trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> All for but, one state. Yeah, what's our lane? So what I do, I call my trademark patent attorney. Yeah. I said, what do we do about Prop 65? He said, I just so happen to know a lady that deals with Prop 65. <clears throat> and we did it. Yeah. And instead of me and Cody trying to figure this crap out, I paid 10 grand in legal fees, uh, cussed and screamed and hollered in California for the last three weeks because, I mean, it put me behind. Yeah. That's interesting, though. You were, you mentioned that earlier. This don't really have nothing to do with lane conversation, but we're talking about swagger here, and, and California's a good state for you, huh? Actually, California is a great state. California it's surprising. Yeah. It's actually a big, uh, the recreational shooting is massive there. Yeah. Well, everybody in California, they think of the snowflakes in San Francisco and all yeah. the super crap in Los Angeles. Sacramento. I mean, my brother used to live. He lives. He lives in Scotland now, but he he's been in Cal- Northern California for years. It's you know, beautiful. We went up there. Oh yeah, hell, those people are. They're all big hunters and gun nuts. You know, they they hate that three cities dictate what their whole state does. But mm, that's, yeah, that's just how it is today. Kind of goes back to. I didn't want to get on politics. I've been looking for <laughs> Yeah, you started it. <laughs> you about went there. Well, yeah. We've seen your blood pressure rise. <laughs> we ain't even in the same car as you. <laughs> your nonverbal communication said, I need to stop right now. <laughs> we felt it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's great. Funny. That's cool. We, it is. But so, so like a company, now this is where I see a lot of companies fail too. And so you, like us, we have Spider Web, Big and J. And the given right, that's probably out of our lane. But that's, <laughs> so why, you, that's, why that's why we hired South Face. That's why we hired South Face Media to manage that board. I was going to say that uh, earlier but, when you were talking about the Prop 65 statement. It's important that you find people who know the lanes that you don't know when you find when those things show up in your organization. You know, because that happens all the time. All of a like Prop 65 is a perfect example. Yeah. Dude, we got to deal with this. And like you said, me and you could have figured it out that's the loose tire that just flew out of nowhere into your lane there it is you got to figure out how to respond to it. yeah we could if we would have figured it out it would have probably put you even further behind yeah but you found somebody that probably lives for that and they sent us like a four-page pdf with exactly what to say why to say it what to put a four-page pdf on the back of that packaging (laughs) almost (laughs) what what font size to make it what the little low they i mean they probably live for that stuff and it helped you get, even though we're a little behind, it helped us get there quicker than if us trying to stay in a lane that we shouldn't Absolutely. have been in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but I see that, like, with uh, and what I was saying about 
and Matt Coveney getting out of the lane. As you see, and I see it there, even in my little, what I call the parasite, uh, they get in here and they're, they're think they're going to come compete against us, and it ain't, oh, I got a better pet, ain't nothing to do about that. It's fine. It's, you got staying power. And, uh, yeah. but they all of a sudden, they're in a, they're selling a pop-up behind, or they're selling this, and they're selling a backpack, and they're doing this, and it's all under the same brand. Well, Wild Game might have got away with it, but if they could turn back time, there's probably a lot of things that they would have pulled out. You notice know, originally their, their, uh, their, uh, oh, I can't think, range finders were Wild Game Halo. Right. Now it's just tape up there the brand. Yeah. You know, they pulled it out of the Wild Game lane because Wild Game is attractive speed camera speeders. Yeah. Which they all go together. You know, that's not so all. But you yeah. see these companies, everybody's like, why Why would Big J have a shooting stick? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a different brand. It's run separate. It's got its own P&L. Yeah. And is, is it out of our lane? No, I mean, my, I got a shooting background, but I hired Dustin. Dustin's yep. a, 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 you know, he's a gun fanatic. Them guys are different. They, they think different. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Aaron, you'd be happy to they know did. I did my first long-range shooting this week and hit a target at 415 yards. You believe that? Cody, the producer, well, Cody, man. That's I hate to break it to you, but if you've not been paying attention to all our conversations about these stiff banging some butts, 400 yards is not long distance. That ain't very far. Hey. It ain't. That's, that's, like, that's, like, that's like, you know, hey, that's the 20 yards. <laughs> You're not shooting 1.2 miles. <laughs> First time out in our crosswind. That's and true. The hey. barometer's dead fast. You're not a shooter. Well, here's the thing. I'm staying in my lane. I'm I'm on the country road right now. I'll be on the interstate sooner or later. I'll get that 1.2 miles. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, uh, uh, but that, you know, I get so sick of those guys, too. It just drives me crazy. And they're probably listening to that big swagger now. Well, but they got that just sling enough mud and something's going to stick mentality. And they end up wasting a lot of time and money and mess up a lot of people's lives eventually. You drag people well, down a road that's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, well, and like you think, like these guys that are in the long distance shooting, they come and they look swagger and they're bashing swagger. I'm like, kind of stay in your lane, dude. This, this, this was not created to shoot a mile. Right. It was created to put damn cows running across the field 200 yards. Yep. Four hunting. Actually, I, yeah, I was actually at a deal the other day, and a guy was talking about this and that. Talking about they were doing a new competition, and I said, I, y'all don't want me to put a team together. I said, I can get four or five coyote hunters, and we make all y'all look bad. <laughs> well, he did not like that. He's like, what, what do you mean? I said, well, these guys, they're all shooters, and they're shooting animals that are running, split-second yeah. decisions. But you put them in a match, and you let them practice, oh, no. And, you know, I mean, and that's the truth. I, I've been around shooters, like, and then I've been around killers. I remember in a and prime I, example of that when we were all in Texas a few years ago on that hog hunt. Hog, I won't name yep. the company, but we had a suppressor company come in to let us try some stuff. And we had been out, I don't know how many hogs we killed the night before. And they went out the next night. <laughs> was it Jeremy was with them? And uh, they killed oh, like yeah. two hogs. He's like, these boys might have a suppressor company, but they ain't killers. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. they couldn't hit nothing. Because stuff was running and yeah, yeah. So you're well, right. I see it at range. 
I've seen it at rain today. These guys sit down and be like, we, you know, we'd have Scott Ford there, which is probably the most decorated shooter that I know. Yeah. And Colin Lynn, I sit down, he called Lynn's. I think it's still a thousand yards. It's not a rocket science. It's just, can you shoot or not? Yeah. And these guys come in there and you, they look all back to school and they sit down and we call Lynn and they're like, oh, you missed. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be a shooter? You got a dang Yoke patch on your back. I know Yoke shotgun. I just, He's an added example there. These guys come in, but nowhere yeah. on hands. Yeah. No, the standing plane is a big deal, but well, I think I think I, every, I, the common denominator here is everybody, every company at some point seems to get out of their lane a little bit, and you guys have three successful companies, and you're proving there are ways that you can, even in the midst of getting out of your lane, you can get back in it. Yeah. And I think that's what we're looking for is just some ideas of how we can be better, you know, yeah. in business, even in life with family and stuff. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Also, think about that, you know, staying in your lane, but the thing I challenge some of my guys, and I, I actually challenge my kids this more than anything, is, you know, you might stay in your lane. you got to get out of your comfort zone, too, because if you're not willing to put yourself in a position to grow, then, yeah. you know, it's like, if I had to step back in and do social media, I would. Uh, not out of my lane, way out of my comfort zone. I know that's not my strength. But if you told me I needed to go prepare to do a speech in front of 5,000 people on a you know, business, it's not my comfort zone. Public speaking, I absolutely hate. I mean, You're kind of doing it right but now. I, <laughs> I am. I there to <laughs> You know, I always, it's like no different than back in the day getting on Cody at that stage. He's getting on the stage to go play music. I never got nervous while I was on stage. This always way before I'd yeah. get nervous. Yeah. But you get up there and all the crap going on and you realize these freaking dudes out here even know if we're in tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so. My, uh, staying in the lane is a big deal, but what lane are you in right it. now, Aaron? Where are you headed? Where are you at on your trip? I just turned off four twelve on some crazy back road. We've uh, been we've been through Bigfoot and Buddha. We went through Buddha, Texas. We was in Bigfoot, Texas. And now I think we're all, we're in Waco. We could probably do a pretty pretty oh. funny podcast about stuff you see on the road. Oh yeah, church signs are the best though. Oh yeah. We won't go there today, but well, well, Aaron. Do you think hey, though, like when I called you and like did you just got to get somebody to do website? Yeah, you knew website is putting your lane. Nope, you had no intent. I could do it, but I but, didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, there wasn't no yeah. money for me worth it. Unless it's like a million dollars a side or something, I might have got a little more passionate about it. But it, it wasn't, and you needed somebody and. It's all worked out, you know. I had to go find them. But I, I think that that's, that's where, you know, like I said, you, you, you could do it. Wasn't what you wanted to do. It's not really your lane. Wasn't necessarily your passion or your strength. Yeah. I mean. No, it makes. I did them for a while, and I, I just got frustrated all the time. This is always something, you know. And so it made way more yeah. sense and was way more cost effective to find somebody that was great at it. 
and does a really good job. So, so Cody, here's a question. Man. Here's a question for you, Cody. All right. So, when you started creating the website inside of necessity, but did it take you out of your comfort zone when you stepped up to the level you are today on the website you're creating today? Um. Yeah, let me pause that for a second. Somehow we just got out of our lane and we're in a neighborhood. Siri just we got off us. the interstate into a neighborhood. <laughs> and it says no trucks. <laughs> Holy I cow. I think big trucks you are, right? <laughs> hey, don't you worry. I was in there with these, and I was like, hey, that's our exit. We went across like 17 lakes of traffic, yellow buoys. Clipping buoys. Buoys. Buoys on the interstate. And, to answer your question, I think. I think anything of value is going to take you out of your comfort zone on some level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, that's how you grow though. Yeah. You I should s- want that. And I started, invite it. I, everything that I do today, I started out of necessity. When Aaron and I started, you know, we were working as youth pastors. We wanted to have a youth ministry that, you know, spoke a language that the students that we were talking to really understood, you know? So we <laughs> couldn't afford to pay nobody I, to do it. I, and that gum, I learned how to do graphic design in PowerPoint. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know? I made PowerPoint Don't work. Make fun, Aaron still uses that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I made it work. <laughs> <laughs> now I look back and be like, "Dang, that's Snoopy stuff." <laughs> Snoopy. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. But I made it work out of necessity, and then I, it was uncomfortable. It was like, you know, I didn't know how to do it, but fell in love with it and then it became my lane you know yeah so and and that's yep. the deal like even I, I remember an intern we had a few years ago i had people that considered him pretty be, be pretty lazy and whenever he came to work with me i thought he was one of the most was it was drew you remember drew uh aaron i remember him telling me i remember him telling me one day he said dude i didn't even know didn't even never ha- i never had a true work ethic until i found my lane and what i was really good at and yeah. passionate about and I think you would, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you may never find that. Yeah. If you're sitting there from a life perspective right now trying to figure out what it is, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you may never find what you're passionate about yeah. until you get out there and test the waters a little bit. I'll go yep. back. It is pouring. Rain. We can at least see a little bit. Right. Yeah, you know, I tell people... <laughs> You know, I, I've always, I've always, you know, took any challenge. You know, and, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't know that I found the, the, the feet of me. I'm, I don't know, I might not have been very, uh, uh, what word I'm looking for, uh, efficient at it, but I always got it done. You know, it's like when I started calling on major accounts. I mean, I never had a major account in my life. I mean, when I went to my first Walmart meeting, dude, I got my teeth kicked in. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, I like the word. I was like, you know, you see those movies where some big fat he's interrogated and sweat from his head. I was sweating, <laughs> man. <laughs> and you got it handed to you. You just wanted to go crawl in a cor- corner, didn't you? Oh, dude, when I walked out of there, I was fist by the guy. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I, kid, I, I was mad. And, uh, but you know what? The next time I went in, I knew what to do. Yeah. You took Michael Waddell. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, you know, he wanted, he needed to see Michael. I thought, here's mine for hand now. Now I'm important to you because I'm fixing to bring Michael Wyndham to the meeting at Walmart. Yeah. And you want a meeting so you can have a conversation about licensing the bone collector brand. Yeah. And, and that's cool. So out of necessity, you did that, but it ended up helping everybody. Helped everybody. His helped brand, Michael. your brand. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I don't strengthen cutting buck south face media and bone collector giving rise. They don't strengthen me either. So, yeah. you know, that was kind of my deal. And I brought Michael because I needed, I needed that because I knew that, you know, and like Michael said, he got there and they, they started talking numbers. He's like, dude, that ain't me. You know, Michael's like, that ain't me. Look <laughs> at his life. He's talking right up front. Yeah. I'm here talking about my pants. Yeah. You know, you talk all that, you want to talk to Jack. And, uh, but, that's, you know, so, but I, I faced my, you know, I told my lane, but I, I had not taken that step in confidence in what I do. And I still say, you know, like this year at ATA, I let the national turn more majors over him. And, you know, he's still learning. Once he got done with Dick, I was like, hey, this is, you know, this is, this is how you need to change this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can him, I go back, and, and it's just building confidence for him. But he has his own selling style. I don't expect him to sell like me. Yeah. Um, now, he does things that I do because he's learning under me, but. Yeah. Um, he's molding it he, into his own know, deal, too. Yeah. Everybody's got their own style. But yeah. he knows now. I mean, Max, Max Lane, he don't have nothing to do with marketing. I, I mean, he don't even talk about it. <laughs> he just sends forwards us the email. Yeah. <laughs> you guys take care of that. Y'all handle this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, I mean, he's found his lane, like you're saying, well, go uh, about Drew. Of course, I hired Zach surely off work. And I didn't know what the hell his strength was. I was going to hire him other than he worked. I knew I knew hired somebody that would work as hard as me. Yeah. And, but now he's blossomed into potentially a, a good leader, a guy that if uh, something happened to me and I got killed in a car wreck, I have complete confidence he can that I can it. step up yeah. and run the country. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty that's big compliment right there. Oh, it is. Well, and that's taking time well, to grow and mature. And mm-hmm. Well, did you think a lot of leaders, some of the most insecure, I mean, insecurity leaders have is you know, they don't want to ever turn over anything because it's like today, you know, i got Michaela who's phenomenal. Uh, she's taking so much little stuff off. Yeah. You know, I told Kate today, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. All this little crap I just worry about. He's like, well, that's what I'm, you know, that's a manager. If, yeah. if you're a, you're truly managing the way you're supposed to manage, your job is just to be there when there's a problem. Yeah. And move your company in the right direction. Everybody else is there to do it. The yeah. company, a good manager, a company runs without it. Yeah. So true. Well, Bud, we're going to wrap this up. We've been him hauling around here on this interstate for 59 minutes at this moment. And uh, I know good and well you've got phone calls to return, <laughs> <laughs> as always. And I think I'm across the War Eagle Bridge. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't get in the there's, there's only one on this one. Oh, yeah, just one? 
I can't even see my yeah. lane. It's raining so hard where we're at. You hear that? <laughs> I do. I'm sure it's picking up. Well, I'll be careful driving back. I'll, uh, All right, buddy. I'm going to make I'm going to work your boy this next few days. Hey. He's going to see what actually You pick him up here. at the airport tonight. He just called FaceTime us a while ago before he left. You ain't going to believe what he's doing. <laughs> he FaceTimed Fish. us, and he's at a, you know, Lindsay. She shows how big houses. She's got a house yeah. she's showing it's got live lions in the backyard. He FaceTimed us petting Lion. li- lions. Like, yeah, real ones. He's petting them, walking up and down the fence. That's kind of like that's kind of like playing with fire. There's a reason they're in <laughs> Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, who who does that? So anyway, when he get, he's just spending some time with them until he gets on an airplane to head your way. You picking him up? I told him to Uber. No. He's gonna wait a while. No, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, y'all have fun up there, man. We'll holler at you later. All right, see. All right, bud. See. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, he. I like always like Aaron's perspective. He uh, yeah. he helps run really three companies now. Two of them very successful. The third yeah. one is in the progress of being successful. It's very young. Takes time to get stuff off the ground. And uh-huh. It's definitely heading in the right direction. And so that's real life stuff right there. It is. I mean, really, communication, man. It'll help people stay in their lanes all the way around the board. Yep. So we got two more people we can call. We will call him. Matt said he's in good service. You oh, want, did he? Yeah, you want to call him? Yeah, let's call Matt. So we're gonna give Matt a call here. He, um, Matteo. He's got more nicknames than anybody on the planet. Lululemon, uh, Honey Bun, and all of these have Nugget. Nugget. Yeah. He, there's and then he, we just got him a new title this week. He's gonna be the director of execution. <laughs> and that's not talking about shooting people. That's talking about making sure stuff gets done in the field. And. Um, Matt's been with been with us right up getting around two years now. He interned for about a year. He uh, produces Strut and Buck for us now. Does a great job producing that show, and then he's also on the road all the time filming for South Face as well as the Given Right. Yeah. Um, he has been all over the country. As a matter <laughs> of fact, that was we were just talking about him. He's getting on a plane to head to Nebraska while we're heading home, and. He does a really, really good job for, for his age where he's at right now. Absolutely. So mature, and we thought it'd be cool to pull his rear in here and get a little perspective on what's allowed him to be successful at, at his age, you know? Yeah. So, are you calling him? Yep. Let's give old Matteo Honey Bun Lululemon a call. <laughs> Dude, it's lightning, rain, pouring down this car, slamming on their brakes, turtle in the road. <laughs> You heard the old saying, if you see a tur- turtle on the fence post, he didn't get there by himself. What's going on? What's up, Matteo Lulu Honey Bun Lemon? <laughs> Man, y'all left a little bit too early this morning. That's all I got to say. I yeah. was just telling Aaron, yeah, Matt's back at the in Texas petting lions and tigers you, Did and you bears. touch those tigers? Uh, the tiger touched me because I didn't realize how close I was to the cage. <laughs> Listen, Matt, I was... Yesterday, we were in the middle of a field with cattle, and he was freaking out. I can't imagine him around those tigers. I was trying to take a selfie with the tiger, and apparently I was too close to the cage, so all of a sudden I felt something rub my elbow. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. Aaron said that's kind of like, Aaron just said that's kind of like playing with fire, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) It was one of 
it's been a lifetime experiences. I'm good on petting tigers. Now you're good. I've got it out of my system. There's yeah. not a other than some zookeepers and people in other countries. Most people don't ever get yeah. to do that. You got a tough job, Matt. I really do. I was just telling Rusty that man, <laughs> it's rough out here sometimes. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Hey, so we're driving down the interstate, and Cody, the producer man, had this idea to do a podcast on the road. And, oh, okay. And we had um, an 18-wheeler about run me off the road, smashed me <laughs> up against the sidewall. Um, we had a human walking in the rain on the interstate. It was. Oh, weird. that's good. Yeah, and so it brought up this idea and this conversation of what it looks like to stay in your lane and what can happen when you get out of your lane, like in that guy's instance. He's going to die probably today. Right, walking in the rain down the interstate, not on the shoulder, in a lane. In the rain. <laughs> in the rain. He looked mad too. So we uh we just got done talking with Aaron about some perspective on from his vantage point with running multiple companies and multi-million dollar operations, and so we thought we'd bring it back to get you a know, younger person's perspective. We're always bragging on you behind your back, whether you know that or not, and uh. Give us, give us some of your thought process on how old are you now? Tell our listening audience. Uh, I'm 23 at the moment. I will be 24 next week. Woo! Dang, that was loud. I am, 20, I am 23 and three quarters, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> You're getting look, old, man. 20, 23.96. There it is. There it is. So we, um, we need a little inspiration from a younger person's point of view here. There's a pile of people. Um that would love to be sitting in a seat like you are um, even though you're fairly young new to it what's what's your kind of i know you're obviously i could i could probably answer all these questions for you because i know your dad but that just lightning oh right did you hear that matt i did and it gave me flashbacks but that'll be another podcast, <laughs> yeah, another podcast. That right now yeah, we're holding off on that one lightning just struck beside the vehicle i'm pretty sure um and it's about to happen again did you see that golly anyway um Give us some of your thought process on life. Ah, uh, oh, there is a dog running down the dead gum left lane to oncoming traffic. In a one-way. Look at that. He is fixing to die. Matt, Dude, we've... He's running down the interstate going the wrong way. <laughs> Holy cow. Should have stayed in his lane. This is That's the best right, podcast I'm ever. I'm telling you, like, we got constant uh, <laughs> material right here. He's, Real life examples. That just happened. That's, I wish I had a picture. That's what happens when you come to Texas. That was a pit bull in the left passing lane running the opposite direction right in the middle of the Gosh. road. <laughs> oh! Dude! Yep. We're still here, Matt. <laughs> okay. It just blew. Got really, a cow just got, exploded in the field beside <laughs> us because lightning struck it. <laughs> I am not even kidding. That was crazy. Golly. Okay, back to the oh. conversation. Give us a little bit of your vantage point, how, how you kind of, in your mind, got to where you're at. Because um, you obviously enjoy what you do. You do a heck of a job at everything you touch. But you're obviously young. We're old men, and we do have young We have young people listening to this podcast. So give us some of your right. perspective on a little bit of how you feel like you've gotten to where you're at. Well, for one, basically just find something that you enjoy because – before I got into this field, I was working at UPS and management at night, and it was fun every now and then, but after a while, just doing the same thing over and over, uh, kind of started getting old, and then you have leadership that comes in that doesn't really align with 
your goals in life. Yeah. So I was able to get I was able to get out of that early. And growing up, I always loved the outdoor industry. I was hunting and fishing all the time that I could. So I knew that that was something that I enjoyed in life. And then once we were able to reconnect, because we go way back when I'm a little kid, I'm running from yeah, you little run. Christy. <laughs> so I know y'all. <laughs> so I was able to get back in contact with y'all and find something that. I really enjoy and you know coming from something that you don't like if you realize how important it is to find something that you do like yeah um, you appreciate it a lot more and really just finding your lane like you're talking about and working hard and keeping your head down it's gotten me to I mean I've been all over the country this year I've been out of the country so <laughs> i remember when i first told matt because I, uh, I couldn't go i was like matt you ain't gonna like this but i need you to go to argentina <laughs> well, it's a hey we, we have a ve- we have a vehicle on fire in front of us in the interstate and we cannot see shut oh, up oh my goodness not joking at all wow we just passed one in the median well, I hope he, yeah i wonder if she got struck by lightning i don't know we almost stopped, but I saw her talking on the phone. She was good, and that dude was helping. We her. don't know. This is crazy, fellas. Is it raining there? Uh, it is raining. It's it's yeah. raining here. Maybe lightning struck the front of that vehicle. I don't know. Hmm. So we are now in a cloud of smoke and can't see anything. Nice. So, hey, Cody, the producer man, where was I? <laughs> I, I know, no I know idea. where you were. You were talking about growing up. I thought listeners might find this interesting. I've known Matt since he was young, and I'm, and he is now on the road filming somebody he grew up watching. How That's cool, cool is that? Yeah. I remember Kenneth telling yeah. me about that, and uh, y'all talk having some great conversations on the road, but it's kind of interesting how it's come full circle, huh? Yeah, Kenneth and I really had a good time this year going around and traveling together. And the first time I met him, Oh, I mean, it was almost kind of surreal. I was starstruck growing up watching, <laughs> hey. watching him on these Primo's DVDs, and now I'm he never riding around in the us, truck Cody. filming. With I know. Matt, I have a question. Did you get Kenneth's, yeah. Kenneth's autograph? <laughs> oh, I did not get Kenneth's autograph. I didn't want to go all the way fanboy. Out when I first met him. Hey, I've got, I've got a given right uh, hat with an American flag on the side of it. I'm gonna give that to you next time I see you. Get it signed, so you can get it signed and mount it. To get it wall. signed for you? No, 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 not for me. <laughs> oh, for, for me? You. Yeah, for you. For me? I'm yeah, gonna... I will. <laughs> what, what's funny. it like? So you kind of met. You, you talked about getting out of a lane that you didn't love, but you had to right. be there because you needed that to pay your bills. It's just part of life, uh-huh. you know. You got to have a job. Um, right. So you talked a little bit about getting into that, out of that lane, into a lane that you love. What's what, what's it like? How do you feel? What would you like? Describe that a little bit more to to the listeners. Actually, yeah, finding before, that lane. Yeah, before the fact. I mean, I it got to the point where I was dreading going to work every night. I didn't enjoy it anymore. And now, I mean, y'all make me wake up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning sometimes. <laughs> but I I wake up with purpose. That's because you sleep till noon on other days, though. Well, sometimes <laughs> that I happens. find a little balance for you. <laughs> Gotta find a little balance. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I like what he just said. You know, when we talked with Aaron, he talked about communication. Yeah. Well, Matt just said purpose. Yeah. So I think, you know, like we're talking about your lane, I think that would be a good takeaway from this this phone call is 
you, you find your lane when you find your purpose. Yeah. Doing something that you love and and, yeah, that's good, Cody. and and that matters too, for sure. That's cool. Well, man, you got anything else you want to tell people? Chasing their dreams, um, wanting to film their. Does it? <laughs> say that again. I'm sorry, no, you broke up on me. Go ahead. I didn't have to say it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the vehicle that caught on fire disappeared. It was not there when we got through the smoke. So we have no idea what happened. Vanishing vehicle on the highway. Like some alien stuff. I am wearing a Cody Star Wars shirt for the first time. <laughs> Never even watched Star Wars. That's Maybe awesome. something like that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Cody if I could borrow a shirt this morning because I ran out, and he brings me a Star Wars shirt. (laughs) I ain't complaining. It's better than riding home shirtless with a dude. That'd be weird. (laughs) Doing a podcast, riding down the road with no shirt on. With a microphone off the side of your face, headphones on. We look pretty. We need some behind-the-scenes pictures of that. Well, we're having a good time. This is the tour. (laughs) That's funny. All right, buddy. Well, good talking with you. We'll holler at you later. All right, man. Y'all be safe. All right, buddy. See, See you, Matt. That's awesome. Hey, that's a good dude right there. Matteo, honey bun, lemon. Lulu. Tiger petter. He's got it all. <laughs> dude, we got one more phone call lined up. You want to make it? Who are you going to call? Colin. We're going to call Colin? Colin Russell. Colin Russell has become a great friend to us at the Tour 12 podcast, as well as Strutting Buck. And... He works for a great marketing firm called Chevalier. And for 20, 25 years, they have been the marketing firm of choice for Nikon. And so we have had the opportunity to get to know Colin over the last several years. He's fairly new to Chevalier. Um, But man, we've hit it off and it's been like we've all been long lost brothers since we've met. Yeah. And we talk not on a daily basis, but almost on a daily basis, for sure on a weekly basis. and he is a good, good dude that is living his dream right now and works for a very successful company that works with a lot of different brands. So it might be interesting to get his take on the new role he, he has and what mm-hmm. staying in his lane looks like. And so we thought, I guess he's in Oregon right now. Yeah. So we're going to jump from Texas right now, see if this phone call will go through to Oregon, to Mr. Colin Russell, if he'll answer his phone. Does he know we're calling? Yeah, I just texted told him. Hey, what's up, Cody? What's Colin Russell? What's crack-a-lacky, Hey. <laughs> you are on hey, the air. You're on air, crack-a-lacking. That's what's happening. <laughs> we are, uh, we are, Cody the producer man decided to do a podcast driving down the interstate. We had an 11-hour drive home in the pouring rain, and we had, um, we just started brainstorming a few people we wanted to call, and I'll give you a little backstory real quick. This will be the third time our listeners have heard this part yeah, of, of the conversation, like, but you haven't heard it, so I got to let you know what's going on. We had an eighteen wheeler. Right. We had an eighteen wheeler almost run us off the road into a side barrier. We've had a human walking down the interstate in a lane in the pouring rain on on foot. Then we just passed um, a pit bull <laughs> in the just now while we're on the podcast. A pit bull walking into oncoming traffic in the passing lane on the interstate, and so it brought really? it brought up the idea and conversation of what it means to stay in your lane. 
and what happens sometimes when you get out of your lane, what can happen. <laughs> and so, so you go splat, that's what happens. So that's what we're pretty splat. much, they're going to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we called, we, we called Aaron Keller. We talked to him for, actually Aaron rambled for a pretty good while. Which he did. Is, it's okay. We talked to him for a long time. Then we called, we called Matt Covington, who works with us. He's in Texas. He was petting tigers at the moment whenever, well, he FaceTimed us. Yeah. He just got done petting some tigers at somebody's house. How about that? Oh, really, yeah. just a, just an every every other day Wednesday for him. Huh? Yeah, just a normal day, working with yeah. us, I guess. Um, so anyway, we uh, we want to get your perspective on this idea of staying in your lane. We know what you do. You've been give us you, don't give us the full background because you've already done that on a previous podcast. But you got a fairly new role with Chevalier for you, not a new role with the company, but you oversee Nikon, and you got a pretty big lane to fill. I would assume. At least a big brand to keep track on. What's it been like for you? Shoot, man, it's been uh, it's been amazing. Um, it's been an absolute roller <laughs> roller roller coaster is not the right way. It's been it's been like a drag race. I guess that'd be the best way to put it. <laughs> Just yeah. hammer down and go. It is, man. It is. Well, you guys know when I, when I came on in October. Um, you know, this is where I wanted to be. Yeah. I really wanted to be, um, you know, living my my passion and, and not not showing up to work every day. I wanted to, to show up to, to my vocation every day and and do as much as I could every single day and just enjoy every bit of it. And I I have absolutely been doing that. It's been great. And, and you guys know we talk we talk quite a bit, but um, man, staying alone. Like I said, just coming on, it went zero to sixty right off the bat, ramping up for ATA and shot, and, yeah. and everything was involved in preparing for that kind of stuff. Plus, learning, learning about new stuff, learning new methods, learning everything. Every day, I'm learning. Yeah. Um, but do, as far as do you feel yeah, like you have, as, do you feel like you have opportunities at times to get out of your lane and you catch yourself, or has that? Has that just been part of the learning process for you is to intentionally do that from time to time? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I get I get to do a lot of, of just kind of brainstorming. And, you know, I'm you know already I'm an idea guy. I kind of like thinking outside the box all the time. And, um, you know, process improvement. How can I make things better? How can I learn from that lesson? Or how can I, you know, just really creating new ways to, to go about things and and that's really me stepping out of the lane. I mean, there's there's the normal lane of of uh, you know traditional marketing advertising, but then there's also a lot of other ways that that you can think outside that that box and, and break away from the the norm and have a lot more fun with it. Yeah, and make it just make it a more enjoyable experience for everybody. You know, you just kind of make that a, make that a part of your lanes. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it just kind of being true to true to yourself and what excites you and and I mean, for me, it's what excites me and, and how I like to consume information and just trying to find the best route to, to tap into that. I mean, yeah. that's been the, the most fun, you know, talking with with writers or YouTubers or whoever, any, anybody that's in, in the industry and just say, hey, what, what gets you excited? You know, there's a lot of stuff where people get, you know, you know, product pushed on them or, or a um, you know, hey, we'd like to get you to do this. Maybe they don't care about it, but taking the time to get to know that person first, yeah, and and what what their lane is, what their specialty is, and, you know, hey, how can we help? 
you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome though, man. It's been super fast paced and, and growing every minute and things are going awesome. So I'm a little bit like you, you mentioned the getting out of your lane in order to, you know, look outside the box. I feel like that sometimes Cody might attest to this, but I, I feel like I get the most excitement out of not, not, not necessarily being initially in a lane, but like creating a road. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I want to yeah. I want to dream where this this route's going, make a road and then lay some pavement to it and then create lanes for people to run in, you know. For me, that uh I don't know if that's just part of trying to envision what's going to happen or what, but there's a lot of joy that that arises in me from that. And I think there's there's opportunities even in that though to get outside your lane everyday lane that could be and that's kind of what we're we're kind of talking about today is some ways that different people go about staying in their lane you know because if you get too far outside of your lane too long there's a good chance that it troubles on the rise you know and in business sure. it, in business it may cost you your job one day if you get too far out of what side outside of what you were hired to do do you feel like you have um barriers or we were talking about on the road you know you've got these little bumper bumper pieces that they're like notifications in your rig whenever you get off too far off the road you hear the what, rumble strip rumble strip oh yeah the rumble strip yeah, yeah. Yep. do you have rumble strips in your life so to speak um that help you personally stay in your lane anything come to mind uh i mean i guess if i'm tracking on the same thing i would probably say you know people that keep you accountable you know some of your closest friends and family oh yeah for sure um you know i've got like my hunting partner is we were actually we were hanging out this last weekend we go out to northeastern oregon and we do some shed hunting and fishing and hiking every year right around my birthday ish it's kind of after my wife's busy season and then um and then we all head out to northeastern oregon um usually for about four days and and uh hang out with friends that live over there and all that and we were actually just talking because he he goes out there with us with his little ones and and uh like man we've known each other almost 16 years now we met the first well like the first week of college and we've been like best friends ever since um and he is somebody that you know whether we're out in the woods or on a long road trip or just hanging out with our families um he's one that we'll have a little heart to heart from time to time it will break off from the rest of the group and just kind of chill have a cup of coffee or whatever and uh you know, he's kind of that accountability partner and I'm, I'm hopefully the same for him Yeah. and say, Hey man, what are you doing? You know, you've talked about this, this goal and this, this dream you've got, what are you doing to do it? Um, and honestly, before coming, coming over to this side, um, in this career path and everything, we had that conversation a lot yeah. because there was a lot of self-reflection going on. And, and as you know, I went through, through that program, um, to kind of find out, okay, how do I channel all this, this passion and find out where I can, you know, pour that into the gas tank, so to speak, and, and really run with it. Um, but I would say my friends and family, honestly, and I'm sure you guys have probably attested the same thing. It's those guys, those people are the ones that, you know, if they see me in, you know, in the past, like as being somewhat stagnant or frustrated, they're like, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you doing to just jump back onto that? Um, onto that train of, you know, fueling that passion and finding where you can put that to use and, 
and all that. And they've been absolutely key to that. Um, you know, my wife, Christine has been an awesome, awesome supporter for, we've almost, we're almost at 10 years now. Um, and anything I wanted to do when it came time to making this big change, she's like, just do it. What, you know, find out where you can put those efforts in and, and be happy and just do it. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been key. They've been absolutely key. So, I can agree with that for sure, even in my own life, and with, whether it's friends or mentors or whatever. I think it's important. you got to have people like that that can provide notification when they see you getting outside of something that could potentially be harmful for you or your family or whatever, you know, if they see somebody's going to see you make a bad decision, or at least you got to have those people you can talk through stuff with and be real with. And so, Yeah, and on the positive side of all that, too, one of the coolest things is you get people in your life that motivate you. Yeah. You know, that inspire you. That's, yeah. You know, instead of just the ones there to kick you in the tail when it's when you need <laughs> to be kicked in the tail, you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. get those people that, those people out there that you want to aspire to or you want to, you know, just talking with them gets you ramped up on yeah. an idea or, or what have you. And yeah. You're guilty of that sometimes. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I get too fired up, man. But I, but even That's in that. That's part of your lane, though. You're a, it is, but it causes me to get outside my lane, too, sometimes. Because uh, like, like, you can get you can get to juggling so many things that you're not effective at anything, you know? Sure. And so sure. It's, that is the challenging part of having a lot of vision and inspiring people. I love all that. But at the same time, you've got to be careful with it because it can can't yeah. hurt you too that's you, why i got cody the producer man riding shotgun <laughs> you, he'll be like slow down heath slow down let's <laughs> let's accomplish this thing first <laughs> yeah you, yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to bite off too much as you know more yeah, too. yeah yeah so, you, you told me one time often your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness because, it is and that's why because you yeah. can really quickly get into another lane yeah um well i've seen i've seen that's with a, a lot of people, and, and, and I'm as guilty as anybody of it. A lot of times your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. I think about um, people that really, really do care for people. Well, sometimes if you really, really care for people, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all do. But if you're in a leadership position and you're not willing to make tough decisions, let's, you could use an example with somebody that needs to be released or let go because they've not fulfilled and it's hurting your company. But you still care for that person, so you just let it ride on and ride on and ride on. The long term, you end up hurting that person as well as your company because you didn't make a move, you know, or you put somebody in the wrong, or you put somebody in the wrong position just because you liked them or cared for them or whatever. That's just one example. And so often, a lot of times, your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. And so I think even with what you're saying, Colin, having the right people around you can be that bumper rail, so to speak, to help you stay in your lane and and be successful, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you brought up leadership and stuff like that, I think leadership is something that in a lot of cases you jump out of your lane on purpose. You know, like you brought up the fact of having, if you have somebody there you're working with that just isn't working out, but you you feel kind of obligated or whatnot, that might be a good time to jump out of that lane and, and look at, you know, hey, did I, did I empower this person to do the best job they possibly could? Or did I give them the right tools? Yeah to succeed or are they in the right position you know yes i like that person a lot but maybe they're not in the right spot but we have another spot you know and and i've talked about um that book i don't know if you guys have picked it up yet uh extreme ownership by jocko willink yeah uh, i got it yeah 
Man, that book changes your life when it comes to leadership. If you work with other people, it doesn't matter if you're their boss or not, but it's just working with other people of, you know, how can you tap into their skill set and their potential to let them just roll with it yeah. and, and really exceed. And then you're empowering instead of, instead of being in power, you're empowering them. Yeah. Some of the strongest you know, leaders I know when they see people that are under them fail, they will look at themselves first and say, you know what, I haven't done a good job of leading. Mm. And it's part of that ownership you're talking about. And, and then you see others that, that are in a leadership position that won't make that move and take that ownership and responsibility and they'll just play the blame game, you know, and tell somebody. Sure. To, so I think that is great. If you are in a leadership position, that's one of the healthiest things you can do is self-reflect first and ask yourself, did I do what was just like Colin saying right here? Did I do what was necessary on my end to set them up to succeed, or did I just throw them out there and hope for the best? You know, and you see that yeah, happen a absolutely. lot in business. You do. You see it happen a lot. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, and then did I do the best I could to to empower them? And honestly, in business, like you know, like anything else, life, you want to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if there's something that you really don't know, exactly, find somebody that knows it and, and just stop talking and listen, yeah. you know, and it's amazing what you can learn when you shut, <laughs> you shut, shut one up. of the holes, you know Shut I mean? up and listen. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. That's yeah, so true. You know, there's, there's a lot to learn from other people and some of the most successful business folks out there hire people they as better than than themselves so that they can move their company forward they don't get intimidated by it or or you know they don't let ego get in the way of you know i don't want to let go of my baby this is my yeah you know i want to be the key to success no the, the successful folks out there hand them the keys and say man run with it yeah, yeah. so true you know yeah that's cool. I think we got sidetracked a little. Uh, we, <laughs> but, no, it all kind of no, fits No, it all, it all ties yeah. together, for sure. Yeah. How you but, and the fam been, no. man? Been great. Been absolutely great. They went out northeast in Oregon, did some hiking around. I had, saw uh, what you was doing out there. <laughs> I saw the pics. You was going yeah. Rambo on that DSLR. <laughs> I know, man. So one of the uh, one of the guys here at the office, one in our art department, does a lot of the photo, video stuff, editing and whatnot. Um, he had an old old Nikon DSLR, uh, so we uh, he let me borrow it. I was like, man, you got to make this thing completely idiot proof because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so he put everything on a manual for me, and uh, yeah, he took it out. Had had binos and everything with me scouting, but I tell you what, I was looking through that dang camera more than I was looking through my binos. (laughs) That's hilarious. I was able to get some pretty sweet pictures, and I mean that country out there is is pretty epic. It's super steep, and and my my little ones are are little. You know, they're six and almost five, and uh, we probably gained about two thousand feet elevation. They killed it. They absolutely crushed it. So. That's awesome. So those little tiny legs, they, they did really well. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, cool. it was a great time. So that was awesome. And then uh, Christine's actually headed off to Haiti here in a week and a half for, for a nonprofit that she does some work with um, in the little free time that she's got. And yeah. Very but, cool. yeah, it'll be good. We've been busy, but we've been great, man. That's awesome, That's man. So, you guys all doing awesome? We're doing good, man. We've been... Uh, well, obviously, we're on the road right now. We've been working and having a little fun along the way. 
But um, are you on the back on the way back from Texas, or where are you guys at? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're heading back from. We've been down in Fredericksburg, and actually, we were just left Bigfoot, Texas. We're about eleven. <laughs> we're about. Oh, really? That's when, literally, that's <laughs> the name of the town we were in, Bigfoot, uh-huh. Texas. And so we're on the road, headed back. We had about eleven hour drive, and uh, got to stop by a place in Tyler, Texas, and pick up some. Uh, actually, picking up a pellet grill coming out from all season feeders. I'm about to come over and share some break bread with us, brother. That'd be fun. Oh man, <laughs> we gotta learn how to cook on this thing. We gotta learn how to cook on this thing first. But <laughs> oh, we'll man. perfect you it. Let me know. <laughs> it's a tough job. They were like, "We need you to film you guys cooking." <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Talked us into it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll help with the eating part of that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, buddy, we just wanted to pick your brain for a minute, man, while we're driving. We appreciate you letting us have a few minutes and and talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, Anytime, guys. Anytime. Yeah. You guys drive safe. We'll you touch soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. See ya. All right. Later. Bye, bye Colin. All right. Bye. That's awesome, man. Oh, Colin. He's a good boy. That's really cool. I, that's one of my favorite things we do, man, is is network around the country and get to meet people. And, yeah. And uh, we literally call our operation when, with people that we work with, kind of call it the family. Yeah. And every year, you know. It's like we get a new family member. That's so cool. Colin's come into that. I will, I will tell you something that's hilarious, though. Colin is following suit. He don't realize this. He's following suit with all our clients. Yeah. We're either not real smart or we're really good leaders because here's what's happening every time. You know, great leaders work themselves out of a job. Yeah. Have you noticed every one of our clients are taking sooner or later they're getting a dslr yeah we just left rusty <laughs> he's got a camera taking pictures yep. colin he's got a camera taking pictures and you watch sooner or later we're gonna be like well mm. hmm, we ain't got a job no more <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's all good man you know i was thinking through all these conversations one thing i've always said is you're always leading somebody somewhere yeah and so, I mean, just that, what you're just saying there. So we're in our lane. We're doing photography, videography, marketing, right. telling people stories. And in some way, we're leading these people in their lanes. You know what I mean? So these guys are taking pictures now and taking videos. And that came from seeing somebody else enjoy it. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. It. I and think when you see somebody having, because we do have an absolute blast. We're not saying that to our own horn, but we really do have a good time. And when you see people that are having a blast doing something so passionate about it, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, um, pe- yeah. people, and I think the world's hungry for that, to be honest with you. People want to be associated with um, stuff they're passionate about. Yeah. Whether they know they are or not at this point, they, they want to be at the end of the day associated with something that just inspires them and whatever it is. It may be running a crane. I don't know. Maybe taking pictures, you know, that you just fill in the blank what that means for you. Yeah. But it's cool to see, man, and it is a lot of fun. For sure. Are we done calling people? Oh. Uh-huh. What I was going to tell you a while ago, over in that lane, that guy was pulling a, there was a guy coming down the other side of the interstate, and we're in a lot of rain right now, and there was a bunch of water coming across the interstate up there, and he almost just did a hydroplane pulling about a 30-foot camper. Yeah. Ooh. It went all the way across. He slid over into the other lane, and he saved it. I think this has been cool, man, so far. It's been different. It's been different, but it's it's neat to get different perspectives on the same topic. It's all been different. Every one of them has been different. I feel like you're in the truck with me. I am in the truck with you. 
<laughs> I know. That's my point. I'm wondering if that's can being conveyed to the listeners. Do you think it is? Oh, I think. I mean, with the rain on the windshield, the music that we had in the back. Okay, we've been. <laughs> All right. So well. let's go back to what we started with. We did the whole. I'm going to tell you the song title that's playing, and then you're going to give us a life lesson. The yep. last one was nightlife, and you talked about making sure you knew that there was stuff going on around you, even if you couldn't see it. This one, by, we're still with Steve Mokler. Who? I don't even know who that is. I don't know, but we're we're uh, marketing for him today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the song that's playing right now is Born Ready. I don't even know what this song is. Okay. Hold on. Let's, let's listen let's to it. Let's turn it up and see what it is. Hold on. Is it going to play? Oh, Ooh, is this slow? Oh, I like that little groove right there. Like that acoustic. Aaron Keller, he'd like that acoustic. Not dark enough. <laughs> it, it ain't talking about the devil yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is some country music, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We the I like this guy's got a pretty good sound. Missing you, baby. With the devil. With a night train. Look at that. I'm glad we turned this on. My voice needed a break. And we ain't <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Heath. All right. Give us a 20-second life lesson from the song, Born Ready. Song from, title. From the song title, Born Ready. I think um, I, that's an interesting topic there because it's actually not even possible. <laughs> that's... When you're born, you're not ready for anything except to feed <laughs> I about went somewhere else with that <laughs> but I caught myself <laughs> what a filter what, what a, a filter. filter that's a, that's experience right that's there that's funny I mean you're not there's so for me born ready is a process like I don't know that anybody's born ready but you can prepare yourself to be ready yeah um, when the moment arrives you know um, it's part of preparation and being prepared before the opportunity presents itself whatever yeah. that looks like there's balance in that we've talked about that even in this podcast with having um being willing to step in into out of your comfort zone from time to time but in that process like i know for me there's some great opportunities over the horizon and some of them i've been very patient with but it part of that reason is looking back now i feel like it's because i needed to prepare myself to be ready when we launched yeah you know and there were some things i still needed to learn from a business perspective um from an from an industry that's a little bit outside of my lane we're kind of in a special special specialized or not special but a specific category of Uh business for the most part and some of what we're looking at getting into is outside of that so there's a learning curve there right to being ready um the only thing we're born ready to do is feed all kidding aside it's true and I know if you're hungry, you're going to find food, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I see a lot of people that are starving out there out of, I don't know if it's out of sheer laziness or whatever, that are just not willing to go and feed themselves in order to be ready. Yeah. And so for me, that's what pops to my mind when I think about being born ready. That's cool. Is getting ready for it. I went real deep there, Cody. We about, we about got on the breastfeeding there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I caught myself, even though I just mentioned it. That's hilarious. Well, I wasn't going to say breastfeeding. I was just you were. Say, no, I was going to say... Nursing? No. <laughs> what? Well, what are you going to say? <laughs> I can't say it because it's so, like, not real Christian sounding. 
<laughs> I'm calling my wife. Let me think how I could communicate okay, that. Let's call Aaron. Let's get a lady's perspective on this. I was going to say there's a time to get on the breast and there's a time to get off the breast, but I w- <laughs> it wasn't going to come out quite like that. That's funny. You ever been on a road trip and it starts smelling funny in the truck? It does smell funny in this truck. Did you release some, something <laughs> I need to know about? <laughs> no, sir. Or is I this did just not. the town we're in? <laughs> what something the, stinks. It does. I was going to say whoever smelt it dealt it. <laughs> no. There's something going on where we're at. There is. Corsicana, Texas. There you go. There you go. If we have any listeners from Corsicana, does it sure, always smell this bad? Be here? sure to email us at feedback at tour12.com and let us know why your town smells like butt. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to wrap this thing up, man. All right, hey, what's up? Just tell me one thing out of all this that you take away from the whole stay in your lane thing. Well, I, golly, there's so much. Um, we just about hydroplaned right there and got out of our lane, which is another prime example of how stuff comes out of nowhere. That uh, that topic with even with Aaron mentioning the tire that came off and put the dude in the hospital, you know, and him being on the call with him. So there's there's obstacles that come into our lane that are unexpected sometimes in life as yeah. well as career, and we have to be willing and ready to obviously try to avoid those when you can. But there's going to be times when you don't see them coming, and you got to know ahead of time how you're going to respond to that. You right. know, don't let yourself get too overwhelmed to the point you can't even make a decision and you just sit there in that misery and not willing to get yourself out of it. You know, or yeah. to help whoever, whatever the case may be. Um, then there's the other side of it with, from a communication standpoint as to why often people get outside of their lane often is because of communication, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with getting outside your lane temporarily. If it's, if it's for the right reasons to get outside your lane, to help somebody that needs help, but you can't stay there. If you're hired on with a company to do a certain task and you end up in, your co-workers lane trying to do their job the whole time and your job goes unfulfilled right it's a matter of time till you're going to start feeling tension and frustration with the people above you or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so those are just a couple of things that jump out to me communication is definitely um which it's kind of funny it is we're talking about that because our last two leadership podcasts that's what they were about yeah was communication and nonverbal communication now we're hearing hearing it came up again so it's obviously a, a topic of discussion that needs to be considered and it's one of those things that if done properly it can lead you to a lot of success but right. just simply because of communication and help you stay in your lane to where you can be successful that's awesome good stuff Cody this has been pretty fun yeah it's been different we might have to do this on every road trip just do a just call people call people find a topic and call people and just get their 10-15 minute perspective on it and yeah move on down the road tell people the crazy towns we go through and the smells we smell that was terrible it was bad oh what it's better now fun time all right man peace out until next time god bless hey guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation listen if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast do us a favor a huge favor go online go to itunes jump on your podcast app and give us a review this is why it's important all throughout the year this year we're going to be giving away products hats t-shirts things from our sponsors and the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review we'll be giving those out on a monthly basis and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff we know everybody likes free stuff i'll be honest
guys, we enjoy free stuff and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family. And we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast. Oh, 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 o